welcome and thanks for tuning in to the latest installment of the drifter podcast flights miles and abroad with your hosts brandon boone kiara sandoval and brian fontenot learn how to maximize points new interesting places to explore stories from fellow travelers and get your travel questions answered from our weekly podcast And we back for another episode of the Drifter Podcast. Did you miss us? What's happening? I missed you guys. How are you? Great. Right. Amazing. I'm living life. Fantastic. Happy Taco Tuesday. Hey. Happy Taco Tuesday. It's getting pretty spooky though. Right. <laughs> A little bit. Yeah. All good though. Yeah. Almost had. There was almost a taco shortage somewhere where I went, man. Ugh. That's how I knew it was close to Halloween. <laughs> A taco shortage? Right. Don't ever, I rebuke you right now. Don't ever say anything. I like rebuke that. that and Please don't amen. ever do that. Amen. Can't be short on Taco Tuesdays. Yeah. Mm-mm, almost broke my soul. Yeah, almost hurt. Not as much as the person who probably got, got cry chopped um, <laughs> opening the door on an airplane. Bruh. <sighs> that was the Frontier flight, too. Yeah. Yes, I remember. First of all, dude should have never made it. It should have been like Pat going through the burning sands. Right, he should have just like gotten WWE, fired. man. I would right. choke slam that fool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, so you got to tell everybody what you're talking about. Uh, So I don't even know the story. I'm going to let Snack Attack tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> it was just funny enough for me to cover it. <laughs> so I read online last week that some guy was on a Frontier flight. I think he was going from like L.A. to Oklahoma or something like that. And <laughs> That's he got sick. And got belligerent and wanted to get off the flight. And as I think the flight was landing or something like that, so he can get off, he ran to the uh, safety exit door and tried to pull the door open. Mm-hmm. And the whole plane had to rustle him down to calm him down so he wouldn't open the door. Or he did open the door, right? I think he did open it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he opened the door, and the people had to on the flight had to like rustle him down to calm him down so he didn't get all them blown out of the plane. Dude, shit. <laughs> See, that would have been safe to do if Iron Man was on the flight, <laughs> but Iron Man wasn't on the flight. Right. <laughs> That's crazy. First of all, Frontier flights are not even that big. So, how was he running around the plane doing that? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to understand. <laughs> Where were the attendants in this? Probably sitting in their chair. Uh, maybe so. Probably at the back of the front of the plane. Probably didn't see him moving. He probably looked like he was going to the restroom, but then he made a he made that he made that detour, <laughs> exit stage left. That slow juke. Yeah, next thing you know, he was gone. You know, it's football season. <laughs> well, hope that you don't have to run to any kind of those things, especially for those who got the special deal going to uh, what was it, Kenya, Nairobi, Nairobi Kenya, for mm-hmm. anywhere from like two hundred dollars to. $40 round trip, so congratulations to y'all got the, the offer. If y'all hadn't listened to one of our previous episodes during season one, we talk about etiquette whenever you actually get a um, glitch fare, which we've told you many times before. Do not call them. And <laughs> do just, not call the airline. Just wanted to, uh, airline. Yeah, just want to reiterate that. Definitely do not call the airline because they will cancel your flight more than likely. For the hundredth time. And then yeah. you're going to mess up for everybody else. Yeah, and then everybody else's flight will get canceled. And then we will stop having glitch feeds. And then we're going to stop telling people because then if you tell people, they're going to get flights canceled. So, Tripping. Yeah. So, 
If you haven't joined already, make sure to join our Drifter Travel Slack community where we share all kinds of updates on trips and all kinds of different uh, flight deals so that you can get them and not tell people they're going to snitch on you. <laughs> so I ain't no snitch. So I, I ain't going to tell y'all who got the, the air flights. You don't have to worry about me, but worry about your friends. Right. Call the airline. <laughs> Come on now. No. So as we get in the way into our episode, uh, definitely for those who are getting on the flights, getting ready to go to Nairobi, Kenya, and more, we want to make sure that you have the right credit card in your wallet. Making sure that the right credit cards help you to be able to earn points and miles so that you can be able to take advantage of air flights, such as the Nairobi, Kenya World deal. Or you can be able to just go anywhere that you want to go. And for today's episode, we're going to focus on another card that works similar to like a cashback card, but it's one that also can be a great card for starting your wallet. So for today's show, we're going to focus on the Discover It Miles card. Bam. And Bam. that's different than the one we covered a few weeks ago. Right. So to give y'all just kind of a flashback and going back in time, we covered Capital One. And Capital One serves almost in a similar card in this fashion. We've also covered points cards. And there are cards that earn points and miles to transfer to airlines and other places in their cards, such as Discover It card, in which you accrue miles, a loosely uh, used term, in that and you can be able to redeem it for statement credits, which is really good for those who just want to interlevel card getting into the game of travel. And so when you think about why should I cover the Discover It card, why should I have Discover It card? Why should this card be in my wallet? There are a couple of different reasons. One, it has zero annual fee. Zero. No annual fee. Period. And you can earn a limited reward on the card. You can get 1.5x miles or points, whatever you want to call it, uh, or 1.5% cash back, any way you want to look at it, for every single purchase that you make. So a great card for maybe your everyday spend. You're also, one of the best things about Discover is that they love to match rewards during the first year. So let's say, for instance, you accrued 100,000 miles in the first year. They're going to give you a 100,000 miles bonus. So they really incentivize you to use the card during the first year. Maybe even the second. I've never called and asked for retention offers in this way. Also, the good thing is that when it comes to redeeming rewards, there's never a blackout period. So you never have to worry about blackouts and dates. You can redeem any kind of your uh, miles uh, for any kind of credit for any kind of travel purchases. So it's important to know that these uh purchases that you make have to be coded as travel. So if you're doing maybe hotels or gas or parking or buying airlines, those are usually things that usually count in travel in most reward systems or most credit card issuers. Um, not only that, you also get other kind of benefits when it comes to security. They do uh, notification alerts for uh, your FICO score, security alerts when you have new credit that pops up. They even give free overnight shipping for any cart replacement to any U.S. street address that you request. So it's pretty cool. And then also, they can also allow you to freeze your cart within seconds. So you lose your cart, you go on the app, press a button, boom, your cart's locked. You can't use it. I mean, that's helpful, especially when you get like that uh, urge to go spend a whole bunch of money. (laughs) (laughs) But um, also, it's accepted nationwide, mostly 97% places that take credit cards. And I don't believe you also have, you have no foreign transaction fees. Now, it may be a little bit harder overseas for you to find places to use the card, but there's no foreign transaction fees. And they don't give you a late fee for your first payment because they realize, hey, stuff happens. So. Oh wow! Only your first payment, you get a you don't get yeah. a late fee. Yeah, I don't know about the, the second, third ones. That there's a there's a conversation that needs to be had. <laughs> oh okay. But gotcha. Um, I mean, when it comes to all around great entry level travel card, 
a lot of people look at the Capital One Venture Card, Venture One that we covered on our last episode. This might also be something you need to consider adding to your wallet because uh, Discovery is taking, it seems like in a lot of places. I mean, now with the advent of uh, mobile payment systems such as Square and all kinds of other stuff like that, I mean, Discover now is not an additional charge for most merchants. I mean, most merchants are taking the big four and the big four is considered of uh, Visa, MasterCard, American Express, and Discover. So it really seems like a good opportunity to diversify your cards and points like we talk about, especially during the season between uh, glitches and other things that you're looking for. So it's really a great card that you can really have, a starter card, and plus, like I said, no annual fee. So, I mean, you can't really beat that. All right, can't beat that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And wait, how did you say you redeem your points with Discover? Do you just, do you get like cash back with like uh, Capital One or is there like a portal that you use to redeem? Um, so you just get like, basically cash back. You okay. uh, make, go ahead and make the charge however you want to. So you go on your favorite website, book the flight, and then you go into your a Discover account and it'll say, hey, redeem for ca- cash back against these charges. So you'll use a certain amount of miles towards uh, certain charges. And gotcha. It erases the charges and you never have to pay it. That mouth gotcha. amount match, is a, that's a great feature, though. That's, mm-hmm. pretty, that's pretty dope. Yeah, I never get the first year with Cap- Discover. I got like this big cash back and I was like, wow, what was this? And realized they matched all the cash back I got the whole year. Mm. And it felt good because I needed to pay that bill. <laughs> <laughs> no time for in- interest charges, finance charges. Exactly. So, I mean, like I said, all around good card, no annual fee. Really, I mean, they try to com- make it compete with Sapphire Preferred, Venture One, and thank you, Premier. <laughs> Don't go and, too far now. And it's like, hold on a second, pause. But... <laughs> But, I think it's a good entry level car for most people. Right. It gets your feet wet. Right. I mean, once you get the concept of accruing miles and get into the habit of using it, I think going building it up to a big car like a capital a Chase Sapphire Preferred or getting a City Thank You Premier, I think those cards, you know, really would make sense. But this might be a great entry level card for those who are looking for ways to getting into the travel game. Definitely. I would. Uh, what about Discover? Can you like use it at ATM to get money out? Um, yeah, you can do that too. Okay. So they still have like cash advances. They have, you know, you get like it's a revolving credit line, like most traditional cards. Um, the only thing is just finding a place that just takes Discover. There are a lot of places that actually do. Now, what I found that has been really hard is just more or less smaller, smaller businesses. Like right. uh, some of the cleaners that I went to didn't take uh, Discover. Or like, for instance, what's weird is like our water utilities for the city that I live in took American, didn't take American Express, but took Discover Visa MasterCard. Mm. And in some places I go take Visa MasterCard, American Express, and not Discover. So it's kind of weird. But for the most part, the most common places you go, like going to a restaurant or something like that, unless you're going to like a mom and pop shop, most times you're going to find places that take Discover. Gas stations take Discover. Um, Grocery stores take Discover. It's really like smaller shops where you find issues that you discover. So I've had Discover Card for almost five years now. Mm. Yeah. They always send me stuff in the mail yeah. bro, every week. And especially like it, I got this Discover Card. I got a Discover Card in Capital One when I started building credit. Mm. And they were the first two. They, they, they're probably some of my longer standing cards that I have right now currently that are active. I haven't been closed. And... They really helped out, and I found a good way of using them even 
while I was like building credit and it really helped to build credit because they gave me really big um, credit lines very early on. Um, and since then, my lines have like doubled and tripled, but they gave me like a really big starter credit line, which really helped to kind of build credit. So that's why I also consider it another way if you're looking for cards to build your credit, this is something else to consider when you're looking about Discover. Dope. So, yep, that is the skinny on the Discover Hit Miles card. Add this to your wallet today. Yep. Tomorrow or sometime in the near future. Uh, and you won't be disappointed. Every week, the Drifter podcast features dialogue and stories from our travel community. Real stories from real travelers. If you want to join our travel community, please visit signup.driftertravels.com. Have a question about the podcast? Want to submit a question of the day or a topic for consideration? Send an email to podcastinquiry at driftertravels.com. We would love to connect with you. All right. So now we've covered the Discover It card. Now we're going to go into our next segment of the show where we're going to take a trip to go somewhere in the world. Hopefully a place that you haven't been so we can tell you something new. But if you have been already, that's good enough because we're going to give you reasons why you should go back. Helping you reminisce on the good times that you had. So, for today's episode, Snack Attack, where in the world are we traveling to? Okay, guys, so this time we're going to keep it kind of close to home. We're going to go to Canada. We're going to go to Montreal, Canada. And I don't know about you guys, but I've only know a few people that have ever visited Montreal. I don't really know that many people that have gone there, but everything that I've heard about Montreal has been really, really nice. How about you guys? I've heard good things about it. Yeah, definitely. I always hear about the food. That everything I hear is great things about the food. So here's some information regarding Montreal if you don't know anything about it. So just a reminder: in Canada, of course, they take the Canadian dollar. The dollar is a little bit. The U.S. dollar, of course, is stronger than the Canadian dollar, so we always get our money worth there. Uh, you can definitely use your credit card there for sure. You can uh, take U.S. dollars over there and convert them and use their dollar, but you can primarily use your credit card. So remember to take your cards with you. Uh, in Montreal, they actually speak French. Like that's like the number one language I've spoken there. So make sure you have your foreign language apps ready or brush up on your French before you go there. Ooh, get that Google Translate. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And make sure you download the offline version. That's important. Mm-hmm. Because you will, well, depending on what phone plan you have, you may be roaming, or and so you don't want to get any long distance charges if you don't have to. So international charges. So, mm-hmm. um, just a reminder, this is important because we had a couple issues like this last year when we went to Carabana. You do need a passport to go into Canada, people. Please don't bring your driver's license or birth certificate <laughs> and think you're gonna get in. But people will because um, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, uh, there were some girls last year trying to go to All Star Weekend at the airport, and that people asked for their passport. They were like, "What's a passport? What should you get that for?" Ooh, mm-hmm. the worst. And they got turned around. The worst. They got turned around, sent back home. They were like, "Oh, where can I get one? Where can I get a passport from?" And they were trying to buy what? one in the airport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody don't, don't not love them. <laughs> um. So some people have brought this up before. Some people have what's called a passport card. Um, and basically it's like a passport card 
it's not a passport. It's just a little card that you can pay $65 for. That's good for five years. And with the passport card, you can go into Canada, Mexico, the Caribbean, or Bermuda. And a lot of people that live like on border states, like Detroit area, New York area, whatever, they have the passport card and they use that. But personally, I would suggest that you just go ahead and pay the extra money, the extra $80, and get a rest of regular passport because you never know when the opportunity is going to present itself. And you need to go somewhere outside of Canada, Mexico, the Caribbean, and Bermuda. So if you have a passport card, please, please, please strongly consider getting a passport. And if you don't have a passport, please get a passport. And if you need help getting a passport, hit me up. I'll help you with that. Mm-hmm. So uh, Montreal, let's go ahead and get into that. There's so many things to do in Montreal. The first thing I saw was the skiing. There's so much skiing mm-hmm. available in the area. You know, wintertime is coming. You may want to go on a ski trip with your boo or with the friends or anything mm-hmm. like that. So a couple places you can go skiing. Um, Bromont is a great place to ski. Say J Peak, Bromont. B-R-O-M-O-N-T. Man, that's okay. That's cool. I like the name. <laughs> Bromont. J Peak, um, a place called Les Massifs. I don't know what that means. Les Massifs. Um, mm-hmm. Whiteface, I don't know if I want to go there, and Sutton. So those are all great places to ski. And if you're into like flea markets or you're into farmer's markets, there's plenty of flea markets out in Montreal. So I'm pretty sure you can find a bunch of great things out there. So Mm. there's the Atwater Market, the Jean Talon Market, the West Island Flea Market. And then there's also a place called the Bond Secures Market. I know I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. But that's basically like an indoor shopping mall and farmer's market. So that's you can cool. one there. So I would definitely do that. I'm sure there's some pretty good food and pastries out there. If you're into museums and art galleries, there are several art galleries that you can visit while you're out in Montreal. There's the the Phi Center or the Phi Center, P-H-I. I don't know how to pronounce that. The Montreal Museum of Fine Arts and the Musée René Gagnon Museum. So those are some of the uh, art galleries that popped up quite frequently when I was looking at Montreal. Also, I didn't know this. I don't know if you guys knew this. There's actually like a mountain in the middle of Montreal. It's called uh, Mount Royal. You guys heard of that? Nope. And it's right in the middle of the city. And a lot of people go there to go hiking, biking, cross-country skiing, and ice skating. I had no idea about that. So you can check that out. That's like a big uh, tourist attraction. And the heart of the city uh, is called Old Montreal or View Montreal. And they ha- the old city has several places that you can visit. So here are just a couple places you can visit. And I'm going to butcher these names because I don't know anything about French. Mm-hmm. It's... um place called the Marguerite Bouget Museum. Hmm. Um, that's like a very, very popular tourist destination. But something else that I thought was interesting was uh, Notre Dame de Bonne Secure Chapel, um, Chapel. That's actually a former Native American campsite. I didn't know that. There's a 300-year-old chapel there and Museum of History and Archaeological Sites. So plenty of things to do there. And then also there's the St. Sulpine Seminary, which is the oldest building in Montreal. So after you go skiing, after you go to flea markets, after you go to Mount Royal, you can hit up old Montreal and hit up all types of cultural activities, museums, et cetera, et cetera. Now, what I'm most excited about Montreal, which I would want to go for besides the skiing, 
is the food. Everyone that I know that goes to Montreal loves the food. They go there to eat. So they're apparently Montreal has lots of different cultures there. Um, European culture, African cultures. Um, there's American culture, of course, but of course, French is like a dominant culture there. So the food exhibits all of these different types of fusions of cultures there. So there's all types of French bistros, bakeries, cafes, all types of foods that you can that you would want. Uh, Greek food, Japanese food, South African food, British food, everything. And I even found a list of some really really good restaurants there. So some of the top rated restaurants in Montreal is called Restaurant Tandem, Bistro Le Entrepont, Dama's Restaurant, Falafel Saint Jacques. Bouillon Bilk, Restaurant Chasse Gallery, Bistro 1843, and Le Filet. So it sounds like it's a lot of French influence there. But some of the food that I found that people like to eat there, um, lobster, mussels, um, mussels and frites, uh, seafood, French-inspired appetizers, duck, and other game type of meats. So... I want to go there to eat. And then also they have Tim Hortons donuts, which is like, if you ever had a Tim Hortons donut, it's like one of the best donuts in the world. So you can try that there as well. So that's all I got. If anyone, oh, one other thing I forgot. A lot of people also go to Montreal for Black Ski Weekend. I think there's a Black Ski Weekend just outside of the city. That's cool. uh, Between Montreal and Toronto. And everyone goes there MLK Weekend. So if you want to hit that up, that's definitely a great place to go. You can fly into Montreal or to Canada, excuse me, or to Toronto, and you can drive like kind of like in between the two cities, and you can hit up Ski Weekend. And it's a really, really, really big, really, really big event. And you have to actually went online and have all types of different packages for all types of budgets. So you want to check that out. Yeah, we were actually looking into going um, in January. This January? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. So we'll see though. They showed out on a lot of the hotels already. So yeah, that, I think um, that might be something like Carnival, where you have to like book the weekend after it ends before mm-hmm. everything is already taken right. up. Yeah. Yes. But, but if anyone's yeah, if anyone's <laughs> been to Montreal, please send us some pictures, tag us in some pictures, let us know. I want to hear about the food. I would love to see some pictures of the food and the skiing. So hit us up, let us know. For show, for show. I'm ready to go. Right. Five the jet. <laughs> We're leaving tonight. <laughs> I need to go. I need to go. Appreciate you, thank Oh, no problem. I something new today. So, if you haven't visited Montreal, hope that it's on your wish list of places to go. Thanks to the beautiful description and information shared by Snack Attack, it's definitely on one of my tops. So, definitely, hopefully, catch y'all there. And if you haven't uh, shared with, your, with us pictures on social media, definitely tag your pictures with Drifter Travel so that we can be able to see the places that you go and like and share all kinds of stuff and insights on different places that you've seen through your point of view. 
So now we're gonna move into the last part of our show. And usually in this segment, it's a open discussion where we discuss things that are important for you as travelers. The questions that you may not have always gotten to ask somebody or you didn't know where to turn to. Or you're just curious to know what other people think about some things that may be running through your head. So let's make it easier for you on this Taco Tuesday. Let's talk about those things. And so for today, the subject that we're going to speak on is going to be specifically tied around what happens if you have a bad experience or you get actually maybe evicted from a short term rental and now you have nowhere to go. You're homeless. Basically. <laughs> homeless for the vacay. Basically, you're homeless for your vacay. Mm. Tragic. Ugh. Should we give our listeners like a little background on maybe where we got this topic from? Yeah. Um, you have all the good stories today. I'm about to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. You said all the good stories yeah. last week. Yeah, you sure did. So I was looking on Apple News like, oh my God, look at this. Let me share, 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 share. Mm. Um, okay, so a couple from Boston flew to LA. They rented an Airbnb. It, it gets was like juicy, a guest house. It gets real juicy. And they met their host, and he was really nice, left them, like, some wine, chocolates, like, have a great trip. And that night, they got in the bed and went to sleep, and they heard some banging on the window and some yelling and some screaming. And they go outside, and their host is yelling and screaming some man's name, like, Joey, I know you're in there. Come out. I know you're in there. And the guests are like, "Uh, dude, are you okay? And the host goes... I don't owe you any answers. Life is short and kind of like walks off. That's a problem right there. Red flag number one. So then they go back in the house. Nothing happened. Okay, fine. They go to bed. They get up. They have their day. They go back to sleep the next night. And they wake up to like, I think it was like glass breaking or something like that. Or somebody punching a window. I don't know. Something about a glass being broken. They go outside and the host is out there again like trying to fight them or something, basically attacking the house and attacking them. They called the police, come to find out the host doesn't even own that property. The host, the AKA the host is renting that uh, in-law suite from the actual owner of the property that's up the road. Mm. That's crazy. And Mm-mm-mm. Airbnb, basically tried to blow them off and give them like $500. And they were like, excuse me, what am I going to do with 500 bucks? So then they countered them and I think they got what $5,000 and some um, counseling sessions or a couple thousand dollars and counseling sessions. They're going to need that. Oh, and then they ended up having <laughs> to stay in a hotel. Yes. Oh, and they're they're like in residency programs, like so they're doctors, so they you know they were looking to have like you know rest and relaxation. <laughs> yeah, about that. Yes. I got five million dollars. Five thousand. That's pocket change. <laughs> For real. I told y'all. Brandon behind the Gucci belt. He don't want y'all to know how you live. <laughs> but for the people, that five dollars is a lot of money too. Um. Man. But now when you pay a thousand, two thousand dollars for a trip and then gotta get a new hotel, that stuff adds up. That's true. It does. And all that money Airbnb yeah. has. <laughs> Airbnb got that got that money. Free, Air, free Airbnbs for a year or something. Right. Yeah, give me something. Something or other. So where do we start? <laughs> uh, right. All right. Somebody busting in through your window, people about to have a fight. 
you, you afraid the house gonna get burned down? <laughs> <laughs> oh, even if you just have a bad host. Whew. That happens to our horror stories. So there was a report that said that um, Airbnb has in 2017 only a two to five percent of bad experiences like this. Mm. So first and foremost, 95 percent of the time, at least up to 98 percent of the time, you should not encounter this. Right, right. Um, but in the cases that you do run into these type of things, you want to be able to understand exactly what to do and just guide yourself and so we wanted to share this with you because you know it can th- happen it can happen mm-hmm. there's always one of those things like oh it couldn't happen to me but mm-hmm. it can so what happens during that two to five percent time of something happening one where do you kind of start well in most cases i would think and uh, recommend also that you know you start with trying to resolve things for your host but at this point, you really can't kind of resolve anything. Um, in that situation, it didn't seem like there was something you could really solve. So you want to turn definitely to that person or that booking system. So in this case, Airbnb or wherever you booked, um, turn to their customer service and report it right away. Take pictures, videos. videos. You need you need evidence to really showcase. You need to sell your story, basically of what happened and tell your side of the story. And the more media that you can be able to utilize, the better it's going to be for you. It's going to definitely help you out. And on that, try to stay within that platform too. Like say if you having problems on Airbnb, like continue sending those messages through Airbnb and not on your phone. Cause some hosts be like, Oh, you can text me. Nah, I'm gonna keep it right here on Airbnb. I'm gonna keep messaging you on Airbnb just cause it's easier to Airbnb to cover it or whoever the platform is. It's easier for them to see it. And they want to say, well, you could have Photoshopped this or something or whatever. Stay in that platform and try to stay communicating on that platform. Definitely. Don't try to ever move. Don't try to move it out. And remember the power of the time step. You know, right. <laughs> you send your message first, even bef- even after, say, say, for instance, the host tries to respond. The, the platform is going to look at the timestamp and the images in, in the media that you've been sharing. And that's going to really help sell the story of what's happening. Um, secondly, another reason why we say get points um, and we are, are advocates on credit cards and points is for another reason. Um, what's important to know is that, for instance, we want you to get points in credit card, credit card points and miles, not just for you to be able to have your own trips, but in emergency situations. So let's say, for instance, you're in this situation. Airbnb can't accommodate you and get to another place. Now you have to come out of pocket for a hotel room or you want to just be in a safe place. So you want to get to a hotel room by having a reserve of points and not always using all of your points for all of your trips, keeping like a reserve currency. Like, for instance, mine was Starwood. I would always pay for Starwood hotels. I would never use my points until it was an emergency. And there were times like, for instance, where I went to the wrong country. After not paying attention to my itinerary, <laughs> but <laughs> I had that reserve of points, so I didn't have to come out of pocket for that hotel night that I had to spend. Keeping a reserve currency somewhere where you have reserve points can definitely help you to get out of some sticky situations. And then later on, focus on reimbursement. So Airbnb, if you had, if you sent them a video of what's going on or the conditions, and you got out and you got into another place, they'll probably compensate you back that money for you. So definitely allows you to get kind of peace of mind. Uh, trying to get out of the place. 
So having an emergency fund, mm-hmm. like like your savings. Yeah. Savings. Yes. Emergency fund of points. Right. Emer- emergency fund of points. It just it it goes a long way. Trust me. I'm talking from personal experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely would contact Airbnb immediately if that's where you're staying with, or contact like the the company that you're working with immediately because they do see the timestamps. And I know with Airbnb specifically, they are pretty quick about responding back to you when you have an inquiry because I sent them a message like two weeks ago regarding a credit that I had with them and I literally got a message like within two or three minutes um you know with a response and then after responding I literally got another email like two or three minutes later you know asking about you know my feedback on the responses I received so they're pretty quick about it so you just have to definitely have to reach out to them Use them. That's what they're there for. Yeah. Now, a lot of people have mentioned there's been there's also a study that said you know about eighty two percent of the time people had a problem with Airbnb stay Airbnb stay had an issue with customer service, and that's something that Airbnb and other places aren't realizing. They understand that customer service has to be um, something that's that that's improved. So this is something that they're going to be focusing on, and don't don't hesitate to reach out to them because it's all going to work in your favor. Uh, by st- staying um, in communication within the platform and asking for help in the platform. Yeah. Even if you do have a bad experience. And don't let it deter you from other experiences. Okay, so we talked about Airbnb. Now, what do you do with hotels? You could just go in straight downstairs to the manager? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, let's talk about with, with hotels. I mean, uh, we still think that the, the policy applies. You need to contact immediately whatever kind of thing you're hosting with. So, in the case of hotels, my thing was I always started with the actual property itself, talking to the manager. Anytime I had an issue, I want to go talk to the manager of the property so I can find some type of accommodation. Had it happened to me in Chicago, had it happened to me in another country, it never fails. But, hey, if you start with the manager, they're usually trying to find a ways to accommodate you and to make things right. Yeah. And then my next thing is if you can't get the answer you're looking for, can't you don't feel safe, then escalate which means now I'm making phone calls to the corporate office or whatever customer service and seeing that they can talk uh, to the management or the location of where I'm staying. And from there, somewhere along the line, that should fix it. We hope. And don't be scared to blast them on social media too. A lot of these companies have, they will respond quickly when they see, because they don't want want to spray it. They want to stop it before it goes viral. Yes. (laughs) And now they're looking real stupid. So. Yeah, and they're actually hiring like millennials to run the social media pages, mm-hmm. so they know how to they you know respond back quickly. They know how to you know be on alert for things for like sure. that. Yeah, because yeah. I know for like Southwest, they will answer you like so I don't even call Southwest. I just tweet them, and they will message me right sure. then. Any airlines? Really? Any airlines in general? Yes. I, I stopped calling. <laughs> I just I sent a tweet out on Twitter, and within thirty minutes, I got <laughs> a response. Were, right. And 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 some credits. <laughs> Facts. Not going wait here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I we went to a hotel in New Jersey, and the hotel was awful. Like I, we were really upset, so I just went downstairs, and I talked nicely to the manager, and I was like, yeah, you know, I had to pull the, you know, as a lady, I don't feel safe. Whenever I pull that car, I I usually get what I want. So he just let us out of the hotel for free. We didn't have to pay. And we went out and got we went and got another hotel, like in five minutes. Mm. So that was quick, right? Yes. 
Yeah, we went. We had to leave there, and we just went and got another one. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, but I feel bad for those people that got, you know, that were sleeping and yeah, somebody outside banging on the w- window, breaking the glass. And then they have he has the nerve to not even own the place. Oh, yeah. hell no. That could have ended terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Messing around with the wrong people. Oh, and he was a super host as well. That's crazy. Super host. I think it's more to that, though. Because how are you a super host? And now... It's not even your house. Well, a lot of people are actually doing that, though. People are actually contacting these people that have these dormant homes and uh, offering to give them, you know, a, a uh, substantial, like a monthly income. And all mm-hmm. they have to do, they have to do, is host it out. So mm-hmm. they manage it. They mm-hmm. manage the, the bookings. They manage the the reservations. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have a friend that someone offered, you know, wants her to do that for their home. She just has to manage the bookings and manage the check-ins. Mm-hmm. So, but the lady didn't, from from the article that I read, the lady didn't know he was doing that. Ooh, that's the worst. Yeah. That's the worst. Yeah. So he probably was renting out the property from her and she probably was just minding her business on the other side of the state and <laughs> and didn't know what was going on. Well shoot, somebody wasn't minding their business. <laughs> All right. Breaking busting down the windows. Yeah. So if you guys have any stories or know of anything, like anybody having type of issue like that, I would love to know. Or if you guys have any alternative solutions for these types of issues, please let it hit us up on Drifter on Slack or on our Instagram or DM us and let us know. Yes, let us know. We'd love to hear, you know, the stories that you got through and let that be inspiration and guidance for those who may not know. Right. All right, y'all. It has been fun. It has been real. And we hope that you gleaned a lot of information and guidance from this and hopefully that you can be able to make sure that you have good trips. But in the 2% case that something happens, you're prepared. Because you have a game plan on what to do to be able to get out of it. So, until next time, we wish for you to have the best of travels. And also be able to connect with us so that we can share things like the, the Kenya glitch that uh, one of our friends didn't happen to know about. <laughs> no <laughs> so, names. No names will be said. No names. But what happened to Travel Squad when you need them? Ah, you throwing shade <laughs> on us. Good thing I'm sitting in front of the sun, not the tree. So, and with that. We're going to leave you to another week and hope you enjoy the episode. Uh, this has been one of your co-hosts, Brian Fontenot. Brandon Boone. And Kiara Sandoval. And we out. Peace. Bye, guys. See you next week. Bye, 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 bye.